This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, Spider VPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using Spider VPN. They have some amazing offers right now and I come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. Good evening, good evening, good evening. And if you're a Wolves fan, it really is a good evening. What a difference a week make. A, 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 a gritty away win against Southampton last week. We didn't back up uh, against Brentford after we beat Watford. And finally, after seems like forever... February 2020 against Norwich was the last time Wolves won at home in front of our own fans. Obviously, we've had the pandemic in the middle, so that does exaggerate it a little. Um, and we finally, and Wolves and Newcastle do love this 1-1 scoreline. And at halftime, it was 1-1 again. But this time, we managed to uh, come out victorious with a 2-1 win. And I read a stat somewhere, it's the first Tell me, someone will know this, that it's the first time we've beaten Newcastle at Molyneux since 1977, whether that stat's true or not, because it's a weird stat that Newcastle have a fantastic record at Molyneux. They've won 22 times and we've won about five or six. And the flip side is Wolves have won about 21 times at St. James's Park and they've won about four or five times, which is a weird stat because... We both like playing away, but today Wolves managed to get the win. Now, if you join in and you're regular to this, you're probably thinking, where is the social butterfly, Amy? Well, she's a social butterfly. She's in such demand. She's got she's a, um, at another 30th birthday party tonight. She has been to the game tonight, so she's not on. So you've got me as the host. But we've got a fantastic selection 
of fans. Boy, it's going to be a good one. We've got a regular um, friend of the show, Paul, that's opening up. We've got an absolutely top Geordie, Gareth, who uh, is um, one of the main directors at Spider VPN, who power this uh, power this extra time show, sponsor the channel, and you'll probably see them on hear their um, advert on the um, on the podcast, giving the Newcastle view. We've got Andy from Montreux in Switzerland. However, he's not in Montreux in Switzerland today. He's flew over with the family. Um, and he's actually been to the game today. He's going to be joining. And then we've got Josh, who's a first-time debutant. And he's probably a little bit nervous, but he's, wear, he's going to be the first one wearing the new Wolves third kit. So without any further ado, let's bring on our first guest today. As I say, friend of the show, always talks a lot of sense. It is Paul. How are you doing, mate? Hi, Dave. Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm really good. Thanks, yeah. Mate, it's so glad um, to have you on again tonight, fella. And, um, I mean, how are you feeling after today's performance? I'm feeling really good. I mean, it's three wins out of four in the league now. wouldn't say the performance was a vintage one by any stretch of the imagination, and it was quite a strange game in a lot of ways because I don't think much actually happened in the game. Um, (laughs) But, yeah... As I said, three three wins from four in the league. And we've been talking on this show quite a lot this season about sometimes our good performances haven't merited the results. With the first three matches, for instance, we ended up with no points, but we could have won all of them. Well, so, there um, is an argument to say we could be on 18 points at this point. That's it, yeah. We could have we could have won, apart from Brentford, I think, every other yeah. league match that, I know. that we've taken part in. So... Yeah, um, like I said, there was a strange game in many ways because Sars made a really good save just after half time. Great to save stop, to stop it from going to two one to Newcastle. But I can't remember hardly any other goalkeeping action at either end or a chance really. I don't know what you think about that, but it was a game played in the middle third of the pitch. It seemed for the majority. Uh, well, yeah, that's quite interesting. I think Wolves had about 52% possession to Newcastle's 48. And I'll tell you what struck me. I mean, it felt like there was a force field right across the middle of the centre line for the first 10 minutes of the game. Yeah, it was it like was, we yeah. couldn't get out of our own half. Newcastle came out possessed. They were like yeah. possessed, really got into it. They had about four or five set pieces yeah and every time it went it was like it went to the halfway line and then bounced off the halfway line and come back we couldn't get out it it was a very intense start from newcastle and we had to weather that storm they didn't really have a clear-cut chance i thought our defense did uh hold up to it but we just couldn't get out and then when we managed to cross the cross the um the halfway line that's when we started to take control of the game. And I thought from that point onwards, we took control of the game. And we started to see some of the football, especially in the uh, in that first half period, up until when Newcastle scored the equaliser, some of the football that we'd seen in the first three games. I mean, some of the flicks, the movements, the passes, that uh, they were opening up Newcastle. I, I thought it was really entertaining. And obviously, it was, um, it was a great finish. Um, can he score it? Yes, he can. 
from uh, a Wang He Chan. We've got to, you know what? There's a, we've got to come up with a song for him. And I've got this. Dun, 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 dun. Can you hear it? Yes, he can. But uh, apparently, <laughs> Robbie uh, Williams has got a bit of a sample of that in uh, in Rock DJ. So we've got to get a song for him because he scored three goals. He's our top scorer. I mean, uh, how did you think he played today? Yeah, I mean, essentially, he was the difference between the teams because his finishes weren't easy. We've seen many chances like the, that missed this season. Traore, Semedo. Um, and especially the first one, it was quite a narrow angle. And I don't know if the goalkeeper was maybe slightly positioned too far to his left. But the way he rolled it into the corner, the very precise, cool finishes. And we've been lacking that because that's been, in the first three matches in particular, that was the difference as to why we weren't getting that first goal. And today we did because of a moment of an excellent through ball uh, from Jimenez. And a really Do you cool assist for Jimenez finish. today? Yeah. Um, he was coming off the defenders really nicely. And we know not only is he a great goal scorer, but um, the season just when lockdown happened, he was getting a lot of assists as well for Jota, for Traore. So he's more than just a number nine, isn't he? He's an, a number nine and a number 10, really, um, all rolled into one. Oh, 100%. And I'll tell you what, mate. When that ball, when it came across uh, the chance, I thought, this is difficult. But the way yeah. he put it away, I was, and he just kind of rolled it into the net. And then it was a very similar finish for the second goal. With he his kept left composure, created the space and found the corner. And I'll tell you what, if this guy can do that, we've got a real player there because he's strong, he's very fast, he's, he's only just slower than him, uh, than Traore. And he seemed to link up really well with Raul, almost That's... almost a bit like your namesake, uh, Raul and Jota used to link up. Yeah. yeah, I've seen a lot of promise today that they could play as a two. And I was surprised, actually, because Bruno has been very quick to make substitutions in every match this season. Today, I thought he almost left it too long. 85th minute. I was surprised. I was thinking we were starting to get a bit leggy towards the yeah. end. I was surprised that Dharma didn't come on it, you know, earlier. But for me, that that change of Trincao off and Dendonka on, I think that could have happened after about an hour, 65 minutes. And I could see that being a potential um, route forward, especially maybe away from home. But having the three in the, in the middle of midfield and, like you say, Jimenez and Huang have shown that there could maybe be a good partnership together as well. So... Maybe that's um, some food for thought for the manager over the next couple of away matches. Hundred percent. And I knew this. I knew that Carl Carl Whitehouse here is one of my members, and he's a bit of a stato. I knew he'd know this because he 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 knows all these stats. He's probably close to you because you you know pretty much everything as well, Paul, because you did that competition, so you're pretty much knowledgeable. <laughs> but apparently, the last time we beat Newcastle at home in the top flight was a 1-0 victory on the 12th of November, 1977. 1977? Goodness me. I can remember one more. It wasn't in the top flight, though, so it doesn't count. But 1992, when Molyneux only had two sides, we beat yeah. them 6-2 at our place. Andy Much got a hat-trick. Blow me now. March See what I mean? This is what I'm saying, Carl. It's kind of like 
Carl raises you then and Paul raises you his beer and he's like comes out with another stat. It's fantastic. Of course there was the uh, FA Cup win as well, two thousand and three. But again, that's not top flight, is it? No, well, Stinky is a Spurs fan. Imagine watching hanging him and Ed linking up. Remind me so much of Harry and Son when they first began. Well, gee, gee if they turn out like that, then we're going to be um, we're going to be well happy, isn't we? Um, and Jason Sandy said that stat's crazy. Um, oh man, I'll tell you something, uh, mate. It's just great, isn't it? I mean, um, it's just great to you know to. What are we eleventh now? Something like that. Yeah, Arsenal just got a point tonight, didn't they? So they've just edged edged above us. But if we'd have lost today, they'd have had the same points as us. Then we're then going into a two-week international break with two difficult away games coming up. It could have all looked very different, but it was extremely important to get the win today, however it came. Now, I'll tell you what, Carl Whitehouse... <laughs> He's raising you again. He can't be done out. He says he was a bull boy <laughs> at that game. <laughs> Can you imagine? Thomas said the ball's rolling now. One great goals roll brilliant again. Um, oh, we've got a couple of the Liverpool fans. They come on from time to time. The Liverpool, they because I don't know why they look. Some of the, they've got this little teenage thingy. Bob, they come on and try and. Wild me for some strange reason. <laughs> I find it quite amusing when they come on, um, mate. I tell you, what's your um, what's your um, man of the match and your performance rating, and what can you take out of the start of the season? Okay, so um, honourable mentions: Kilman, excellent again today. I think he deserves a mention. Jimenez, two assists, led the line very well. The difference between the two teams today was. Huang, so he has to have man of the match, in my opinion. Um, match rating, 7 out of 10. Um, I thought one of the strengths of, of the performance, really, was how toothless we made Newcastle look. And I know I know they're not a great side in general, but the way we were so open against Brentford, and they could have scored three or four against us. So I think it was an improved defensive performance again. That's why I'm giving it a 7. Finished off with two clinical moments at the other end. Um, I mean, yeah, with... I think that's a. Fair, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't know if you've seen my uh, my match reaction uh, to the actual game or not yet, Paul. But I gave it uh, interestingly enough as well to Wang, based off exactly what you said because he was the match winner. I thought Raul was fantastic, um, and I, but I gave the performance rating an eight just because I saw signs of early doors, but this time we had the uh, the finish as well. I thought Newcastle um, came strong. I thought they played. Uh, the fact their fans as always sang, as they always do, the Newcastle fans sang their hearts out for the team and you have to feel for them. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, the way it's going for them, they're going to be in real trouble because um, they just can't seem to... Um, get any points and with what's going on in the boardroom and they all seem to have turned against Steve Bruce tough times uh, as a nuclear fast. I see all Gareth will fill us in a little bit more on that. Um, and just to finish off on Paul, you know, um, what are you looking forward to um, now? We've got to the nine points. How do you think we'll progress from this after the international break? Um, I've said on the show before that I think sometimes playing away from home can suit us. And we've got two difficult away fixtures coming up. It's Villa first after the international break. 
Yeah. Followed by Leeds. Um, and what I think we've got now, especially um, if Trey Ray comes into the team, which I believe he should, blister in pace on the counter-attack with him and Huang on the other side. A genuine goal threat now with Jimenez. Um, and with the defence, particularly the back three, um, looking really solid, I think you know there's no reason why we can't go and rack up some more points in the next two matches away from home. And, and I do believe that counter-attacking style can suit us in those next two games. Well, I think so. I, I mean, I, I think so as well. I mean, I wouldn't fear going to, to any place. I mean, we've, we've done well away from home. Um, hopefully the confidence that, you know, getting that goal for Raul last week, you know, you can see the confidence who, oozing through him and with Wang scoring, the confidence oozing through and the team were a lot more confident than they have been, started to put a few passes together. If we can come out the international break and start fast, it's yeah. going to be a tough game. At least it's on the Monday against Villa, um, I think. Um, if I'm correct in saying, because that think, gives them a little bit more recovery time from the internationals. Is it Monday night? I'd have to check that one. I think the Monday night match is Everton at home on the oh, first is it of Everton? November. Yeah, Everton, that's right, the first home match. Oh, yeah, it could be. Because yeah, I've in, heard yeah, that Jimenez right. has got a kick-off. I was talking about that, and it's, we're not playing at home. You know, we're not playing at home now until November. Yeah, and there's a game against West Ham that might be moved because of their European uh, commitments as well, but... Um, I think um, someone told me at the match today that Jimenez plays for Mexico and they've got a Friday 3 a.m. our time kickoff. And then he's got to get back for the Villa match 3 p.m. on the Saturday. And I'm amazed um, it hasn't been moved either for TV or police reasons. But I think at the moment. Oh, yeah, I'm based as well. Are you going to that, Paul? Yeah, and Leeds, yeah. Yeah. Me too, mate. Looking forward to it. I don't take right, my daughter's well, away you. games yet, but no, they're always good fun. Um, you know, and I'm looking forward to the Newcastle away because that's always a brilliant away day. I hope it gets moved to the Sunday because that'll be a weekend in uh, Newcastle. And Gareth's got a few things lined up for me already. He's told me <laughs> I can't wait for that. I put my Paul, hotel for that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's got to be. Paul, thanks for coming on again, mate. I'm sure you generally hang around in the green room, don't you, afterwards and stuff like that, but. Uh, brilliant to have you on and hopefully get you on back after the international break as well. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be downloading um, the rest to listen to as a podcast. I always enjoy that on my commute to work. No, cool. The podcast will be out uh, sometime in the morning, mate, as well. Sounds good. Yeah, nice to talk to you again. Nice one. Cheers, Paul. Cheers, everyone. See ya. So that's Paul, who uh, always talks a lot of sense. Now, just before we get on to the, the next guy, which is... Um, Gareth from uh, Spider VPN. I have to say a big thank you uh, for Gareth and all the team over at Spider VPN uh, for being the main partners and powering the extra time, every extra time show in the Premier League uh, this year. Um, they provide really top um, VPN um, systems for your home. Uh, I'm sure Gareth's got a little bit more information, but there is a link below. But let's before we get on to that. First of all, let's welcome and be really nice to uh, Gareth, uh, who's come on to give the Newcastle perspective today. And it's always great to get uh, uh, an opposition fan on as well. And we can't have anyone better than Gareth. Welcome to the show, Gareth. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? Well, I'm I'm good. How are you? Uh, I always try to stay positive no matter what happens. Yeah, but um, it was—it's hard to be positive about uh, that game today for me, to be honest. 
Yeah, I mean, talk me through it from your perspective. Um, well, first of all, I did predict when I talked to you last time that uh, you'd win uh, 2 1 or 3 1, I think I said. Yeah, on the match preview, yeah. That's right. So I got that right. That was good. Um, but you talked about stats there. I've got a few stats for you about Newcastle, all right? And this Go is, on. This is where we're at at the moment, okay? So our record this season so far, we've had seven games. Yeah. Zero wins. Right. Three, draw, three draws and four losses. And we were knocked out the cup in August. <laughs> All right. So that's where it's going. Now, in the past 38 games, we have only won seven times. In 38 games? 38 games, we've only won seven games. Wow. And, and that is a drivel that we have to watch with Steve Bruce at the helm. Um. <sighs> So, I mean, take nothing away from you. I thought you just, we played really well. Um, I thought you, the man up front is really good, isn't he? Um, his finishes were really composed. Um, yeah. I, I mean, to have that cool head to slot it in the bottom corner on both occasions, I thought I thought it was fantastic. And uh, linked up really well with um, with Raul as well, didn't he? I thought it was really good to watch. Um, they were good. Um, Where did you watch it today, mate? Just in the house. Yeah, you got it on the telly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I thought Newcastle started well, though, didn't you? I mean, they got the blocks really quickly and played really well. But did you notice how many set pieces we had? We had load, we, we, I thought the referee was on our side. I thought I thought he was. We thought that as well. Pieces. My dad was furious. Yeah. I thought I thought the referee was really he's not biased, but I thought he gave us a lot of decisions that you know. Um, Appear to be biased, but anyway, the point I'm trying to make is our set pieces were abysmal. We never got past the first man, but again, take nothing away from Wolves because I thought he's defended really well, mind as well. We always had a solid wall in front of your goalkeeper, and um, I thought he was a good, a good unit uh, with your defence. Um, but our, our delivery on our set pieces was terrible, diabolical. But the thing that annoyed me the most today, I think, was um, our midfield. Um, long staff, how many passes did he pass to your guys? I mean, it looked, he gave the ball away a bit, didn't he? Oh, I thought he was playing for Wolves at one point. I really did. <laughs> I thought he was your man of the match. Um, so he he was abysmal. He was terrible. And and the guy who came on, who scored the goal, I thought it was a good goal, mind. Um, did you he hear his finish? Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, once he scored that goal, Hendrik... You'd never heard him or seen him again after that. No. He disappeared. And um, I just thought we were overrunning midfield a bit. And, like, we never got close enough in midfield. Um, apart from the few times we had a little bit of an attack going on. And, uh, yeah, not not pretty to watch. Um, um, Gareth, Derek Pugh, a bit of a, a more of a statement, but how do you respond to this? Steve Bruce has to go, Gareth. Completely agree. I was on Twitter earlier this afternoon to see what the response was. And um, I'm, quite, I'm friends with a lot of people on Twitter from the Newcastle persuasion. And um, every single one of them are crying for this guy to go. And last season was the same. We were crying for him to go because the football is abysmal. He hasn't got a plan A, he hasn't got a plan B or a plan C. He's, he's just, he's tactically, he's a tactical cabbage, basically. You know, that's what you call him, cabbage. He's, 
Because he's got, he's got the intelligence of a cabbage. <laughs> um, so it's so frustrating. Um, but the, the, the thing is, is that nothing's going to change. Steve Bruce will not walk away because why would he? He wants the money. No. All right. He's not going to walk away. He keeps saying that. I'm not going to walk away. And Mike Ashley has got zero interest in that club at the moment. All he's interested in is getting rid of it as quick as he possibly can. So there's no way Mike Ashley will spend £5 million to close that contract with Steve Bruce and then hire somebody else. No. So, so you're you stuck, you stuck in a vicious circle then, really? Well, we've been stuck in a vicious circle for 14 years, Dave. It's so, that's, that's the heartache of it, isn't it, really? From, it's yeah. like Groundhog Day or Groundhog's year every year. Completely. So imagine, imagine how you Wolves fan would feel if, you know, your, your owner didn't want to compete for the Cups because he wanted to see the Premier League, all right? So the Cups aren't, he's not bothered about the Cups. So he always has to tell his manager, don't put your weak, put your weak teams there for the Cups. We're not bothered about them, all right? You get that every season at Wolves for 14 years. But imagine that, how that must feel. And, and then imagine the contentment they have when we, we manage to stay up. We managed to stay up, and that, and that is a glorious thing to the owner. Oh, I stayed up. I'll now pop it with 150 million. Thank you very much. But I put very, very little back into the team. So his 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 thought process is the football club should pay for itself. So Lodi have put in uh, into in buying players what the, the club's made in a pure profit for that season. And as you'd appreciate, to, to be a good Premier League outfit, you can't you can't work within those parameters. No, you need somebody in there who's going to speculate to accumulate and pile the money in, get in the Champions League, get in Europe, and and that's when you, you get the the viewing figures and the the support coming from all around the world, just to um, bring those funds to the club. But we'll we'll never get to that with actually ever ever. What's the and situation? Because um, with the, uh, the the takeover, like, what's the latest situation? Because I'm sure Wolves fans will be quite interested to have an, an update uh, on where Newcastle are with this takeover. Well, what I would say is, is this this court case that's happening with Mike Ashley and the Premier League is very relevant to Wolves as well. And I'll tell you why. The Premier League are doing all kinds of tricks. Against the fans, all right. Now you might not personally feel it at the moment, all right. But what, what I'm trying to say is, they are a rule unto themselves, and it probably doesn't affect Wolves fans yet, but in the future it might. So what what we feel as Newcastle fans, we feel that there should be an independent body who runs the Premier League, because there's too much corruption in there at the moment. For example, it came out just today that um, a well-known journalist tweeted. That it's going in the papers tomorrow. It's going to run the papers tomorrow. That BN uh, did a three-year deal with the Premier League on the proviso that they rejected the Saudi Arabia deal. Now, if really? Not, if that's not corrupt, I don't know what is. So all of a sudden, that's why they came up. With, that's why they came up with these excuses not to let um, Piff from Saudi Arabia, who are a separate entity to Saudi Arabia, by the way. Piff is just you know it's a company that works on behalf of the, the country. Um, but basically, they said, if you let them in, we're not sending a new deal. So what the Premier League done was, they couldn't say no to to um, if They couldn't say no because they had to have a good reason to say no. 
So they used a term called um, oh, the Grand Duke of York. Yeah, the Grand Duke. He had 10,000 yeah. men. Yeah. So marched them up the hill and back down again. Yeah. So that was their terminology was, we're not going to say yes to us, but we're not going to say no either. So that's why this has dragged on for nearly two years. All right? And the, the, this court case, if it runs, which we think, we think it will, will reveal, because there'll be some disclosure involved, it will reveal a lot of underhanded things that have gone on in the Premier League that we all know about. Crikey. So we've got to, it's got to keep our uh, eyes on that. Keep it, seriously, keep an eye on it, because I'll tell you what it is. It's going to come up very soon. Um, when once this cat case starts running and disclosure happens, because it's it's, it's called anti anti competition um, yeah. ruling. Okay, so basically, if if you if I, if I if I run BN, all right, and I'm, and I'm an owner of that, and I write a letter to the Premier League and to all the other clubs or some other clubs in the Premier League and say, look, I want us to gather together to prevent PIF from buying Newcastle. That's that's lobbying, okay. Now, if you lobby against something, it's unlawful. And I happen to know that they have proof that there was a letter went out from BN, all right. And if, if you search hard enough on the internet, you'll be able to find this letter. There's a letter went out from BN telling the Premier League clubs and the Premier League to reject the Saudi PIF deal. So, so this is really one to, one to watch, to be fair, isn't it, Gareth? So, Gareth, I mean, I've, I think all Wolves fans, we've been through the mill with owners. Yeah. We went within five minutes of being out of business at one That's point. Right. Uh, we've been all the way down to League Two and back, and then back down to League One. And, you know, we've got Fosun, and there's still some fans that are, <laughs> aren't happy with Fosun, even though, you know, I think all owners make mistakes. I mean, there was criticism for Wolves owners not getting an extra two players in in the transfer window, but we did keep hold of the likes of Troy and Neves. We worry about that we're a defender short and a, a midfielder short, and there's a few, quite a few fans unhappy about that. Um, but they have done what they said they've done, in my opinion. They've, they've, they've um, they want Wolves to run as a uh, on its own two feet. Yeah, and as long as the results go away, then I think everything will go. If when results go the wrong way as well, that obviously criticism gets louder. And Newcastle, then they're Newcastle fans. There's no doubt that Newcastle is a massive club, and if they get the right ownership, without a shadow of a doubt, it could be a humongous club because the fan base is really, really big, and that the fans are so loyal to their team and every time you go to St James's Park, even though you've got the ownership issues and you've got the style of football that Steve Bruce plays and you've had 14 years of this ground dog, they're always there, back in, back in the team, every yeah. single one. And they were there in their thousands again today, selling out the away end and singing all the way through the game. So, as Wolves fans, we can understand what it's like to be there. All I can say is that our nightmare ended. We, you, we've spent so many years in the low divisions and now hopefully when we've got a, an ownership that's going to keep pushing us forward, and hopefully when the ownership eventually changes from Newcastle, the full potential of Newcastle United can be fully uh, realised. And I think that's the hope that you've got. And I think that's the frustration because you can see it, but you can't, you, you kind of like, you've got one leg tied, another arm, I'm tied behind your back, and um, 
doors keep getting slammed in your face. And that's the frustration, isn't it, from a fan from your side? Well, Dave, you mentioned one word there, which you guys have got. And I think most clubs in the Premier League have got, but we haven't. And that's hope. You, know, you, have hope you, have, you go to a football match hoping you're going to win a cup or hoping that you'll have a run of games or hoping that you may one day win the league. Well, you as fans have had... We'll win a no, cup. Yeah. But we've had no hope for at least 14 years. Um, it's just hopeless. So, and that's kind of what we're up against. I don't mean to sound like a whinger because I'm not whinging really. I'm just giving you the facts of um, where we are as a club at the moment. And... Um, I think they'll find that most Newcastle fans will give you the exact same sentiments. So, there's a lot of apathy at the moment. People are just absolutely fed up to the back teeth. And the only glimmer of hope we have got is that this cast case course uh, exposes the Premier League for the mistakes they've made or, or wrongdoings they've done. And um, it'll get them back to the table and reconsider uh, allowing um, Saudi Piff to, to buy us out. And if that happens, it could be, it could be fantastic, but but even then, there's lots of ifs and buts. So, you know, we don't want to build our hopes up too much. Well, mate, before we get on to Andy, who's up next, and then Josh, who's going to be a first-time debutant, um, just sum up the game today, and also, can you just take a minute to let everyone know a little bit more about Spider VPN and the services that you can offer, and why they should uh, check you guys out. Yeah, to sum the game up, I, I thought um, we played poorly. Uh, but, but what I would also say by the same talk, I thought you played well. I thought yeah. the way you handled St Maximum was the key. Maximum, I love him. He's brilliant. He's a fantastic little player. He's, he's, he's your one a, little star, he is. He's our one little diamond. Ah, he's good. But, uh, but he's, he's had two or three Benham as soon as he got the ball. It was like two or three just swarmed around him. And, yeah. and that's, the, that's the way you have to deal with him. But he's done that well today. So yeah. I, think, if I remember rightly, I think we only had one real opportunity of a shot at goal, mm. uh, and the rest of the time we smothered out. So that was really well done by you guys. Um, so disappointing for, for us, you know, another another loss. Um, but for you guys, well done. It was, you know, I thought it's played well, and I thought you smothered our attack so well. And uh, you, I think it was a bit of a gem in your striker up front. So that's the sum, sum it up. A man of the match for me. Uh, I think there's a new Newcastle fans who were uh, singing their hearts out. They did, mate. And despite they always did. Despite getting beat. <laughs> they're, like the Wolves, they're, they're like the Wolves fans. It's when right. they go away and, 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 and stuff. You know, always there singing to the end. You can't always be happy with the performance, but you, you'll get behind your team and you'll express your opinion. But the Newcastle fans, home and away, they're, they're always there. So I would say definitely. I just let everyone a little, little bit more know about before you just shoot off about Spider VPN sure. and what the services you can offer. Guys, have a listen to this because, Gareth, this is some of you might find it really useful. Yeah, just before I do that, your man of the match for Wolves, I thought was uh, the guy up front. Uh, Wang. Wang. He chatted. Brilliant. Brilliant. Lovely, cool finishing. So I thought he was, I thought he was a man of the match from, from a Wolves perspective. Um, but yes, yeah, Spider VPN. You know yourselves, guys, that um, you know if if you live in the UK and you want to watch American Netflix, for argument's sake, you need to live in America to get American Netflix. However, with a VPN, you put your setting on a USA setting, and you can then watch American Netflix. 
Or if supposing you wanted to watch NBC in America, for argument's sake, all right, or American channels, you could set your VPN to a USA setting for argument's sake, and then you can s- subscribe to any American channels. So that's that's just another way a VPN can help you. Um, but but more than anything else, it's, it stops it stops people looking into what you're browsing, basically. And and the VPNs we use are military grade. In other words, you ain't gonna find a better VPN than Spider VPN. And I know there's lots. Your data is always safe, always safe. There's lots of VPN companies out there. I do know that. And there's lots of names much bigger than us, which I also know that. However, I am going to argue that our VPN is actually better. So you should. So if you if you want a VPN for your phone, if you've got an Android, uh, go on Google Play. You'll be able to download a free seven-day trial. Give it a try. And if you like it, keep, keep, keep it going. Or if you want a VPN for your home to cover your smart TV, your, your iPads, your phones, your laptops... We give you one router, and it gives because it's a uh, wireless. It'll give you a VPN for the whole household or the whole office, and, and it's so, so cheap. The, way, the, the packages we've got are so cheap. Comp- so if suppose you, you know you put a, bought a VPN for your phone, then you bought a separate VPN for your laptop, and a separate VPN for your smart TV, and a separate VPN for your for your Fire Stick for argument's sake, cost you a fortune. Whereas our one device covers everything, up to nine devices in one house. So well, that's, Carl, what, that's why Carl, it's good. Carl Whitehouse has said he's going to be getting one soon, and Will Martin has backed up, so you do need a VPN down there. There's a link in the description below. Uh, just give everyone the website address as well, Gareth, before we finish. Yeah, you visit us at um, spidervpn.org. And uh, you, you see all our products on there. But um, I'm not just saying this because, you know, it's it's our company but i sincerely mean it. it's if you're going to get a vpn and i think i think everybody will need a vpn soon everybody will um if you haven't already got one you're, you're going to need one you soon. deliver around the world gareth yeah we do yeah so anywhere in the world people can get anywhere them that's fantastic and, and those it. guys who've um who've got um ios apple sorry uh apple iphones we we are we've built one for that it's currently in test flight, so it's currently being tested, and that will be launched within a month or two. Fantastic. Well, Gareth, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, and, uh, and, and thank you for giving people a bit more insight into what's going on at Newcastle. And yeah. as I say, you can check the link below or go on to spidervpn.org if you're interested in any of the products that you do as well, mate. Thanks for having us on, Dave, and um, I'm looking forward to the the use uh, coming up to, to visit us at St James's. And I've got, see, I've got a few things planned, Dave, all right? so um, Yeah, I can't wait, mate. I'm looking good. forward to that weekend and the hospitality and getting to meet you in person. But can I just say as well, thank you ever so much for, uh, you know, for supporting my channel. It really means a lot. And thanks for coming on today. It's, it's always tough when you've had a, a defeat, um, but you still come on. And you've I think you've given people quite a lot of insight, actually, into the goings-on at Newcastle and how the fans are feeling in a very, very constructive and positive way. Thank you for that. You're welcome. All right. Take care, folks. Take care. Cheers, Gareth. Cheers. Bye for now. Bye-bye. That's Gareth uh, from Spider VPN. As I say, check out in the link below. Uh, top, top quality products. 
Uh, you can't go wrong if you're looking for a VPN. So the next time we're going to have Andy, and then that's going to be followed by John. But Andy is a, is a friend of the show. You've probably seen him on the International Fan Reaction. But Andy, you've got... You've Good got evening, Mont- Dave. Montreux, Switzerland, and that is where you're, uh, you're from. Um, in, uh, normally, but normally today, you live in. Today I'm in. Today I'm in Compton, near Compton. You're in Compton yeah, no, in actually, actually, I was I was in Compton earlier, and now in Tessinor. Absolutely. Before that was at the match. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic, but, uh, yeah. mate. It's great, and you've been with uh, your old family today, haven't you? Most of them. Yeah, most of them. My sister and my brother-in-law and my wife is here. And uh, we were in London earlier in the week and uh, came up here yesterday. And uh, this is the first match I've been at since the, the last win at home, actually, last February. Oh, mate, it's so gl- I'm so glad because, to be honest, you do pretty much travel to watch um, Wolves you know, from Switzerland, virtually every home game. You've, you used to do that, didn't you, quite well, you a lot? If you think about it, the, the last season that we were able to come over, we were in all the Cups, weren't we? So, as well as the Premier, I was following them, like you, for the UEFA League Cup, FA Cup. I've got to say, this year's a bit quieter, isn't it? I was trying to work out the next home match isn't until the 1st, and then after that, the 20th, I think it is at the moment. So, it's not quite as frequently this season. So, but... Uh, yeah, it was good. To, good to be here today. And uh, good who to were you with playing. today? Who did you watch the game with? I watched it with my. You won't want me to do this, but my brother-in-law. Hello, uh, <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, here we go. Here we go around. This is my sister. Hello, Catherine. And yeah. I'm going to I'm going to turn it around. Hey. And there and there's Nikki. Hello. Who you know? Yeah. And uh, we we've. It's funny, we're over this week because it's Freshers Week. Our son started at university in London last week. Our daughter just started in Warwick uh, this week. And wow. uh, so we were down there. And now we're, and, and then we carried on up for the football. So, uh, yeah. I might. I'll tell you what, I missed you. When was the, what was the last game you went to? God, I can't remember. It was literally, they closed it. COVID closed February 2020. Down. Exactly, February 2020. Yeah. Guess what's the last game? What the date with the last game that Wolves won a game at in front of crowd at Molyneux? February 2020. Exactly. Same one. It was one Norwich. It was yeah. Norwich. Yeah. I think we won three one. It was something. So like uh, maybe that's the prop been the problem for the for yeah they just needed you to give them a kickstart today. <laughs> could be. Could be. But it was Absolutely. a. What do I think about today? Let's move on to that. I'm sure everyone wants to know what everybody thinks. Um, they defended well. I thought, to be honest, I was surprised. I'm going to say a few different things. I'm surprised that they didn't bring a dar. He didn't bring a dharma on. Yeah, I, I agree. It, I was expecting him to come on in around the 60th, and I could say lots of positive things. I thought Huang, he's clearly clinical, and I think we've got a good catch there uh, at the price we've paid. He, and he's like, and he's linking up well with Rao and. I think Raul is not quite back to where he was, but he's he's closing in on it. So I think that's a positive. Um, I thought the first 10 minutes, we didn't really see a lot. And I thought the last 10 minutes, we were a little bit disappointing. I think taking that aside, we played well. But I think down the right-hand side, we need, we need some more solutions. I felt Trincao and Semedo just didn't look like they had the confidence. Semedo particularly... On my where I was where I was sitting, he didn't look to have the confidence today. I felt the other on the down down the left, they had they looked a lot more assertive when they got moving forwards. 
And I felt we did fall into the trap of trying to time it a little bit at the end. There were a few occasions, particularly one which you might which didn't escape when Moutinho had the ball, and we were clear on the left. Oh, and he, he went and he back. It back. I mean, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's he put his hand up, Matinho. Did you see him? He, he was did. like, yeah, sorry, trophy. sorry, he played us into trouble. And we, not we, like were, we, would have, we would have been clear down the left if he'd sw- switched wings. Yeah. But there were an, an, any number of occasions to there today where we were moving forward, had opportunities down the right, and Smedo, just if it was Adama, he'd have pushed past. Gone past him. Gone past. And then we'd have had Huang and Rao in the middle. But... He just didn't, Samada just doesn't look like he's got the confidence at the moment. So, or to turn it another way, rather than being pessimistic, there's something that needs to be worked on there to bring him forwards a bit because he's not. He's yeah, because he's got pace and he's, he, exactly. you know, maybe yeah. he's just trying to worry yeah. about committing himself and then because he does get caught out sometimes uh, defensively yeah. and maybe it's a trade off at the moment that they've got going on. I thought Marcel had a better game today after the last two matches where he was. Dog useless. Um, I thought he was better today. Uh, never. Well, I would agree with you though, because again, as I say, he was his link-up play moving forwards on the left was positive. Yeah, no, exactly. I thought Neves pretty much ran the show again. I was worried when he went down early in the first half um, for a while because if we lose him, I really do worry. Yeah. And we are short um, in midfield. Obviously, a, a Wang, like you said, Trinko. Shined in places that, but he, should, he shouldn't have hit the bar, should he? It should have been. In oh the man, can you believe he missed that? Exactly. I was, yeah. I was, I spent the next twenty minutes going. I can't believe he's missed it, uh, because that goes in two nil. You know, I reckon we could have won three, four, or five going forward. But you just know if you don't take a chance like that, um, then Newcastle score at the other end. I think uh, Jose Sar made a really good save, stayed down. If he'd have stayed down, I think that goal's disallowed. But, but he was well, I, didn't, I didn't actually see what happened to him. I want to see what happened. I I'm looking forward to the in. replay. But what I've been, what from what I've read, is that if he'd have stayed down rather than getting back up, if he was injured, then they probably would have uh, disallowed the goal. But it was a good finish. But he was not set, was he? And then it went in. But we should have cleared the ball even before that. I mean, it was a good finish. One of, one of my observations would be there are a few occasions with Wolves players where they've gone down. They've stayed down almost. You have to question whether they're looking for a whistle. It doesn't come. And then they get up. And I, I'll, I'll say as well, Ralph Jimenez later in the game, he was down for ages, wasn't he? About two minutes. And then, and then he got up and it was like there was nothing wrong. Yeah, now, I don't know if there was. You know, wasn't. you know what? I think they were learning something from Brentford the week, the two weeks ago, because they were doing that all the time, just yeah. trying to stop the game, to stop the flow, and uh, and we have been told. I mean, and Nuno said this back, and I think Bruno said this. Sometimes we're too nice. Um, we don't do the dark arts very well at Wolves. Well, and... we also in the first half we kicked it out, didn't we? On one occasion, yeah, and we did why, that. I, I, um, honest, why did we do that? Why did we do that? I mean, I mean, to me, that was too nice. That guy, I don't think that guy was injured by one of us, was he? No, and that, that's, and he, that's, and, he that's and he got up and he played on. That's something that's been said is like sometimes yeah. we're too nice and we don't really well with the dark arts, and sometimes you've got to mix it up and have a bit of the dark arts. But w- when we do, we don't seem to be able to do it at the right time or in the right way because it, the referees yeah. just play on. But 
that, as I say, when Brentford came, and let's face it, Brentford did a job on us, deserved to win, but they really disrupted the game, especially towards the end of the game with going down with cramp. But they don't go down in cramp when the ball's at the other end. They'll go down in cramp, full view of the uh, the referee, in the middle of stuff, yeah. so he has to stop the game. But yeah. we we did, in the end, we had a few airy, scary moments, at the, and we kept seeing, couldn't seem to get to get hold of the ball and kept it kept almost magnetizing back to the Newcastle uh, player and then there was another attack but saying that they never really had a clear chance did they no I don't think they did I and mean, we looked like we were going to win it didn't we we did and it was a it was a good win mate so like um what my, man, my, you... man of the ma- my man of the match would be Huang I, yeah. I actually, I'd say my most improved player in the last two, three games is probably Rao. I'd like to yeah. see him get back exactly where he was, actually. And I would say the area to me today that needs to, need to work on is actually Samedo Trincao and getting it linking up and coming forwards with a bit of confidence. But having said that, I think they should have had Dharma and Podence on, if I'm honest. They should have broke, They should have come on at a certain point. Um, yeah, I thought the substitutions were a bit light. To be honest, um, and I thought for the last twenty minutes we started to look a little bit leggy. Let's face it, it was wet, rainy, under underfoot, slippy. Um, yeah. I thought maybe seventy minutes. Some of the changes should have happened at that point. It eighty-five minutes was quite late. Uh, I mean, Adama came on virtually in added time, didn't he? At the end, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is quite late. Hopefully, yeah. he's going to sign that contract. I mean, it's rumored soon. So fingers crossed, he he does. Um, so there, yeah, was, there was a lot of downtime in the first half, wasn't there? It seemed to go foul, free Four kick. minutes added time in the uh, uh, first half. We, count, we counted more minutes than that. I mean, they only they get four minutes. If you actually worked out how many minutes the ball was actually in play, it wasn't a huge number of minutes in the first half. No. So, but um, What was your performance rating, Andy? I would say it was between a six and a seven, if I'm honest. Oh, Over not that high then. So you're gonna no. if you're gonna go between think, the six and seven, you're gonna go six and you know, five then. You got you've got to remember that Newcastle were not a top t- uh, not a top team. With the way Wolves were playing, they could have been picked apart by someone else, couldn't they? Yeah. So, but yeah. but a win, you know, a win is a win. And it's a major it's a major step up, isn't it? Well, it is because we needed to back up the win from Southampton. When's your next game then over, do you think? Well, it could be the first. We'll see. Well, hey. a Monday. It's a, it's a, it's a, the first is a Monday. It's a month's night. time, isn't it? Yeah. It's, a, it's on a Monday Everton night. Everton Monday night. I think so. That'll be a big game. It will be. It will be. We've got uh, Villa and Leeds away uh, yeah. in between there. So if we can, hopefully we can yeah. get four to six points to out of those and that would be fantastic. I'd like to see some of the others. It's a shame. You know, it's a real shame we've still got injuries, isn't it? Neto would make a difference right now. Oh. Exactly. John, Johnny, Johnny would make a difference right now. And I hope Johnny does come back because he's yeah. if he doesn't come back this time, then um he's I think his career could be over. So I hope he doesn't break down again because he's such a strong yeah. player and he, he would well, he's, well, he's, I can, I can, between us he's definitely walking. I saw have him. Have you seen him? This evening, yeah. So he's definitely walking. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, no, that's yeah. good. Andy, great to have you on. And uh, you'll probably right. get to see Andy. He often sends over the international fan reaction. If you look at the international factions yeah. when he does send them over, yeah. there's some beautiful scenery always behind him. Montreux in Switzerland. Yeah. You have some beautiful scenery over there, don't you? Thank you, Dave. Yeah, we're we're slowly wake, working our way home tomorrow, down to London and then back on Monday. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, you have a safe trip, yeah. mate. 
All right. Take care. Lovely to meet all your family as well. All right. Cheers. Take care. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. So that's um, so that's Andy uh, there. So he's always a top top bloke as well. And now we've got very weighted, very 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 patiently. We've got a debutant. Hello, Josh. Hello, Dave. You're right. It seems a long time since I saw you at that away game against. Was it Forest? Forest, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. saw you, and you were like, <laughs> "I will be coming on once I've got a few things out of the way." And here you are, and you're the first one to come on with the new third strip, and it looks fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> really, it's really nice shirt. To be fair, I think that, I think Castor have done a good job all round with all three. To be fair, so far. No, they they really have, mate. I mean, they the, every single. I mean, the the training where the the, you know. All that sort of stuff, and and the, and the and the first, second, and third strips—they're all top and yeah. gone down really, really well with the fans. And it does look nice. To be fair, they always look a lot nicer than when you see these leak photos, yeah. don't you? Yeah. As well. So tell us a bit about you. How long you've been supporting Wolves, and uh, how, how you felt about the game today? So I've been following Wolves since from from the start, really, when my dad got me into to going down. And then had uh, season ticket now for what 16, 16 seasons I think yeah something like that so uh, it's been up and down all the way but looks like we're up on the up for the next few seasons with the last few seasons just gone by as well but yeah, um, we've had a lot of downs yeah <laughs> the joy um, and the pain we've had a lot of pain but hopefully a lot yeah. bit more joy the last few years yeah so today the first ten minutes I thought was quite nervy. Um, I thought they were. It was the most Almiron for me got on the ball because usually he runs us ragged. Yeah. And then for the rest of the game, I didn't even realise he was on the pitch. He got substituted, didn't he? Yeah. And then um, I think once that first ten minutes was out of the way and we settled and we got the first in twenty minutes with Raúl and Huang linking up, I thought the link up play between them two today was brilliant. And then years gone by, if we've had the likes of Jota or. Um, Cav or Costa running down that right-hand side, if that was them, they'd have levered the ball and it would have gone rose-ed or straight across goal. Yeah. Whereas Huang's nestled it straight into the corner. I've got to say, the finish was... Both finishes mm. were very, very composed. Yeah. And um, I think that's the thing that struck me because the way he, he placed the ball and finished it was clinical. Yeah. He just had that turn of pace as well as he ran through the three defenders. It's like he waited and waited. The ball come through and out of nowhere, he just flew through all three of them. Got onto it, took his time and put it around the keeper. It was... And I'll tell, I tell you what, moment of the match for me was Raul in the it's middle turned. of the park. Yeah. How he just left two Newcastle... I mean, I, I can't wait to see that tonight. Yeah. Left two Newcastle players literally like like looking like that and then he yeah. obviously had the he, he, i mean he his confidence he's got his little flicks are coming back you're starting yeah. to see the role of all aren't we after that goal from southampton the weekend and then it's like it's, it's grown again today he took it a step further with some of his yeah. turns you look like oh. he's got that bit of turn of pace back it was and so who's impressed you so far this season i'd say the two that have impressed me uh, Max Kilman, got to give him a big shout out. He's been brilliant 100%. considering he was, he was the, the Castlereagh uh, Player of the Month, Wolves Player of the Month, voted yeah. for by the fans. I think he'll, I think he'll do it again for September as well. I think he'll get it for September as well when they put the vote out yesterday. So uh, yeah. and then I think Huang's looked strong since he started playing. He's and got that. 
his confidence is just going to yeah. grow. And he's, you know, yeah. he puts himself about a bit and he does win back the balls. Like yeah. he, he's got that, he's got such upper body strength. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, the first time I saw him in the flesh, um, it was like, it, it's like almost, I mean, Troyori's built. Oh, yeah. And he's quite built. He wasn't quite built like Troy, but he weren't far off. He's, he's got a bit of size to him, can put himself a bit. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's what I'm quite impressed with as well. Mm. Um, has anyone been a disappointment for you so far this season? Um, if I had to pick anyone, it probably would. I mean, today because I thought he flagged a bit towards the end was Marcel. Yeah, a couple the of last two or three games, yes, yeah. uh, he'd lost a bit of confidence. I think. Mm. Well, given that, given that. Penalty away. He had a nightmare the last game. I think yeah. eight nor he could have had a, a nod for starting, but I don't think he's quite fully fit. Mm-hmm. I think Johnny, if he was fit, would be yeah. certainly going in. But he is a quality player. Yeah. Um, he has got a little, I think he's got a little bit of a fuse on him, Marcel, that he gets wound up yeah. by people. I noticed uh, it in Spurs and I noticed it today. For me, it seems to be something as soon as he's playing his own compatriots. Yeah. When he was against Lucas Moira all game. He was jipping away at him and niggling him. And he was doing the same again with Joel Linton today. He was, was niggling, and niggling away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, he, he, he is a good player. I mean, he, as I say, it was Leon he played for in a yeah. Champions League semi-final. So you don't get you, you don't get to a Champions League semi-final team yeah. unless it's a good team and you're an integral part of that team. So he's got quality. It's a little bit like Samado on the other side. He's got yeah. his he's got his faults as well. But yeah, hopefully I think he's grown now. I think he, he's looked a lot stronger so far this season. Samado, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, um, so I mean, Kilman is a very very good shout. You know, generally, in, in terms of like your performance rating for today, I'd say a seven today because there was periods still where we were giving the ball away, especially the last fifteen minutes. We should Absolutely. have made yeah. change really, about 60, 65 minutes. I think Trincao should have come off for Adama. It was crying for Adama down that right-hand side. Yeah. No, I thought, I, I thought once, he once we got to 60 minutes, I thought he needed to come on. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I, I think he should have probably come on a bit sooner. I was a bit surprised that, as I said, the substitutes were a bit late in the game yeah. for me, which did surprise me because I think we could all see that we Newcastle that last 24, for 15 minutes, we started to get a little bit leggy. They were really putting a lot of pressure. But to be honest, a lot of their pressure was basically from lumping the ball into the box and trying to create something from that. Yeah. They didn't, I mean, apart from um, some maximum, I, I hope I get his name right, but he was, yeah. it's kind of their triore, really. Yeah. Is there one bit of outlet? Um, he looked, he's a good player, he is. He, he belongs in a team better than. Newcastle, he yeah. would slot into a lot of top half teams. I mean, he's sort of like almost perfect type of player for a Wolves sort of yeah. player, if you know what I mean. And if like Triori ever went, he'd be kind of like he ain't far right behind. Him. Gareth was on about us doubling and tripling up on him, but we see that on Triori all the time when yeah, he's got the ball. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. And your man of the match today, it's got to be got to be Huang. He was just. Although it was close with Raul and Max for me, but it's, yeah. it's got to be Huang the way he finished the two goals. And there was stuff he was doing, doing throughout the game. 
um, game management, as they now call it, especially at the end when he was being subbed and he went down with cramp. Yeah. And there was a couple of times when Saar was going to take a goal kick and you could see in front of the safe bank, you could see him waving to get his attention to say, pick it up yeah. and drag it over the goal and waste time. But he was uh, there's a bit of that game management you could see creeping in through him in the last few minutes, which I thought was quite quite smart, which we don't usually see from our players usually. Apart from I know Marcel did it last week against Southampton towards the end. No, absolutely, mate. I I, I think you've got to hit the nail on the head to, today. Mm. And um, when's your next match then? So that I shouldn't have any more breaks now. I've got no more half marathons or T uh, Twenty Blast cricket to go to. So. Uh, that should be should be it now. So I'll be at the villa. I've got got my villa tickets. I'm gonna get my Leeds tickets in a bit. And uh, so we can expect to see you on here again then. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Well, I'll tell you what. We're just coming up to the end of the show, mate. It's brilliant uh, to uh, to have you finally come on to the show. Obviously, I've known your family for a long time as well. Yeah. Uh, through the uh, the band inside of things and. Uh, it's brilliant to have you come on today, so I much appreciate it. And it's uh, it's good to be entering this international break in a much better frame than the last international break. So uh, everyone that's joined in the conversation tonight, thank you. Thank you to Paul, uh, to Andy and to Gareth, who came on from the Newcastle side, obviously to Spider VPN for powering the channel. And of course to you, Josh, and everyone that's contributed positively or not in the, uh, in, in the chat and the conversation. Until the next one. But oh, make sure you check out the match reaction um, and the match day vlog will be out in the next 24 hours. So check that one out. And the podcast, if you're listening to this back on the podcast, hope you enjoyed it. Please do us a favor, smash a like on this video. Really appreciate it. Feel free to share it. And until the next time from me, all the uh, all the guys and Josh, who's still on with me, always The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.